0: Kristen says they're currently building a house which they'll rent out as their first investment property. Well done, Kristen, on getting into the market. Hats off. I don't have anyone in my family or a friend group who has a second home or investment property, so I'm flying a bit blind. We've come to the right place. What insurances do I need on a rental home? What bills to expect different from the bills I pay for my PPR? Should I budget for? I've never rented before, so I'm not sure who pays what when it comes to water, electricity and all those things. And thanks with a long S at the end. A long S, yes.
1: <laughs> yes, so absolutely, Kristen, well done on taking the plunge. I'm sure it'll be a good result for you longer term. Now, I would start, Emily, by saying we need good team members in our corner. So the mortgage broker's got you alone, maybe, but from now we need to chat to our accountant and say, right this is how we're structuring things, this is what you do to record keep and you have an awesome property manager. Now I know you interviewed a property manager a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. so check that episode out everyone but a good property manager will give you a list of things that you need to be doing anyway and you can ask them as part of the income that they earn from you Mm -hmm. to be able to pay your bills on your behalf and keep a track of that and send you a monthly statement and then an annual statement which is awesome for your accountant because you can just tick and flick that onto them and they can compile your tax return along with the interest you've paid to the bank on your loan. So, there's not much more than that from a logistics point of view, but tell us what insurances we need, Emily.
0: Well, I think the biggest thing around insurances is making sure that, first of all, you don't double up too much. I think because a lot of property managers can sort your landlord insurance for you, and then you also need building insurance. You must have building insurance in order for your loan to go through. That's just a stock standard need of any bank in the form of minimum certificate of currency for that. But, when you're looking into landlord insurance, you need to be careful what that actually covers you for in the event that tenants are in arrears with their payments, there's damage at the property from the tenants. There are policies that do vary. And to be honest, my piece of advice outside of Talking to property managers who deal with this frequently would be to look at someone who is an insurance specialist who looks at these things day in, day out because if T's and C's aren't your thing, then find someone who, who loves that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think rent default, malicious damage are the two main ones along with loss of rent. So they're all different terminologies and mean different things. Yeah, it's a big thing as to what's included but then check that red... column that says what's not included um, because there are some cheap and nasty policies out there without promoting anyone. I, most of mine are Terry Shear insured. Likewise, yeah. Um, Get some discount with multiple properties, which is cool. But yeah, do your homework. I say start with the insurer that you're using in your life. And Mm. if you've got someone there, then um, yeah, but outsourcing it to a insurance broker is, is another option as well.
0: If you are, just on that, if you are buying in a situation where there's multiple dwellings on the one site, maybe it's a townhouse complex or something, just be across what insurance is shared with common property. You know, sometimes when you're paying body corporate fees, it is public liability insurance for the driveway and common areas. It could entail insurance for some of the shared walls or roof as well. So just know what that element covers and what you need in addition to. Provide that policy to an insurance broker. They'll work it out for you. and
1: ask the question about the electricity and the water, etc. Now, you don't need to pay the tenants electricity for them. That's very noble of you, but you don't need to. Uh, However, you will need to pay the water supply charges, right? So, the sewer and everything else. But then you can on charge, if you've got it metered correctly, you can on charge the water usage. So, again, get your property manager to split that up for you and send the invoice to the tenant to pay the water usage that they've used.
0: Now, one thing that's not noted on here, here and can be quite common in a lot of new builds is the nbn connection and setup for the first time now i don't actually think there's a blanket rule on this i myself as a landlord would connect the nbn for the first time and provide the box comes with that so that whoever rents the property the nbn's ready to go but i know being a tenant of a brand new property in the past where it wasn't set up i had to pay 250 dollars to get the initial connection actually is done right? plus the box wow so look i think it would set the right tone with your tenant if you did have it set up and also it's something that belongs to the property that you have for life, the box belongs with the property address. There's a difference between MBN ready and MBN connected, which I found out the hard yeah. way. <laughs>
1: ready is when the ready. green light appears, yeah, and the, and the red light is when it's disconnected.
0: Yes, yeah. 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 So yeah, make sure you know the difference and uh, accommodate that because mm. the worst thing being a tenant moving in and then having to wait three weeks for someone to come out.
1: No, nah, um, not sour the, note to start with, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah very much so. Uh, so definitely things to consider. One top tip that I you know took away from the interview I had with Emma, the property manager, was the whole thing of setting the Right tone from the outset. So, leaving a little gift, a little housewarming gift mm. for your new tenant. Maybe it's just, I mean, one time I got a tea towel and a cheese knife and I was really happy with that. <laughs> Would have you they? Know, yeah. yeah, that's great. Um, anything's a bonus. So, appreciate your tenant. They will appreciate you. And it's a good tone to start the. Journey
1: on, and I think recruiting a good property manager is so key, isn't it? Like the difference between a good and a bad is is worlds apart. So if you've got a good property manager, then they will choose correctly to begin with, uh, which allows you to sleep at night. But you also need to be on the front foot and to ensure that they are doing what they need to do on an ongoing basis because property management teams do change. And who's looking after your property day one might not be looking after your property day 30.
0: Bit churn and burn. And one thing I must say that's becoming a bit evident in the industry is seems to be roles where there's one person who goes to get the business and meets you as the landlord to like sign you on with the agency, but then there's actually someone else who manages the property. Yes, And so apparently whispers are that the industry is changing to a model where the person you meet is the person you manage your property, which is how it used to be. They tried something yeah. different, hasn't quite worked, and they're going back to the good old, you know, you get who you get. So Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: like that old ad, the person who runs a store, owns a store. Yeah, yeah, love
0: it, that's what we want. Yeah,
1: the old corner shop. Now, Kristen, you've obviously already bought this property, so it's too late for you, but for anyone else out there that's looking at buying an investment property, Understand the state's tenancy laws because, and, and Vic is, has gone through a massive overhaul, hasn't it, in terms of what's required as a landlord to provide to the tenant in that property that they they're going to be living in. So just understand what the minimum standards are and when you're looking at buying a property, seeing whether it's got that or not because if you can look at that and have a checkbox, you might realise that, hang on a minute, I've got to put heating and cooling in, I've got to have door locks, I've got to have window locks, I've got to have XYZ all of a sudden we're adding that up and before we even rent this out, it could be another
0: $10,000. Yeah, and then it's also the ongoing cost too because with the VIC changes and I don't know um, if this applies in other states, but I think every second year you have to have a gas check done. It's like a 100 bucks for a call-out yes, fee. that's right. And then every year it's smoke detectors as well. So there yeah. is an extra, you know, it's only a couple hundred bucks here or there but it does add exactly. up. I
1: mean, yeah, Queensland yeah. have just gone through some changes as well. But look, it, all in all, it's a good thing. It just means that our, our tenants are, are looked after and they're not living in a – I don't know, something that's not livable. Um, Yeah.
0: Which is actually the reason quite a few investors are selling out, not because they can't afford the rate rises, Mm -hmm. it's actually because they can't afford to make the house compliant for tenants. Yeah. So be aware of that as a buyer as well. That's right.
1: Good question, Kristen.